You know what I find irritating? What's that? The ridiculous abundance of life hacks. Oh, it's all over TikTok, everywhere. Everywhere. Everybody's talking about the, the best life hack. It's yep. it's like the definition of clickbait. It's like yeah. how to lose 10 pounds in two hours. Yeah. We're like, become true. a babe magnet in one simple <laughs> step. This yep. is a real yep. one. I saw one that said hand positions alpha males use in their real life. And it has no an way. arrow pointing to Elon Musk folding his hands. Get out. I was like, this is so dumb. It's like everybody wants a hack to do something. It's like, show me the easy way. Yeah, show me the quick true. way. Yeah. And what's interesting is when people say they can give you a hack for connecting with God, mm-hmm. a hack for having a relationship with God. But the truth is there's no secret. No. It's not some hidden thing that you have to unveil. God has made connecting with him pretty simple. It is. And we are going to talk about one of the main ways to do that on the show today. This is the Thriving Man Podcast with David and Reese Maxwell. These weekly shows are designed to help you remove the confusion from your life and make real progress with your growth. No matter where you are or where you're going, we're here to help you live a life you can be proud of. So welcome to the Thriving Man Podcast. Welcome to the Thriving Man Podcast, where our goal is to help you get out of survival mode and into living a life that you can be proud of. I'm Reese. And I'm David. And today we are continuing the subject of spirituality. There's a weird idea out there that connecting with God takes some super secret mystical path. Like you have to go into the woods and sit by a clear lake and <laughs> close your eyes yeah, and have just... incense and, and candles and stuff. Maybe yeah. it got yeah. mixed with yoga a little bit there, but people uh, yeah. people are like that though. Yeah, people are do. thinking that like to connect with God, I have to be on the top of nature. Well, we 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 don't like the fact that it, it is as simple as he's made it, and we kind of want to add extra steps to it. Well, it's got to be harder. Yeah, it's got to be harder. And it, as humans, we we like. Also, to kind of be in the know. Mm. Oh, wait, I know the secret. Yeah. I know the life hack. Did you know? Yeah. I saw this I video did. on YouTube, so mm-hmm. now I know because it's not like it's on the internet and everyone else can see it. And to be fair, in, in everybody's defense, God is literally invisible. True. And he almost never audibly speaks. Yeah. That can make it kind of tough to connect. It does. I get it. Yeah, I get it. I, I have been right there as a Christian for decades. Yeah. I'm I'm like Lord. I would love to just if, like if I could set up a chair, yeah, and then just boom, Jesus is like yeah. right there, and we could just hang out and talk. I'd yeah. love that. Just send me a text. Let me know what I'm supposed to do. But He, in His wisdom, has chosen not to do that. He's yeah. given us a couple very specific, very consistent ways to do it. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, really, it it boils down to two things. Yeah, the Bible. Yeah, and prayer. It does. I know. Everyone's probably let down at this moment because <laughs> they're like, oh, they didn't give me the secret. It's just true. The yeah. Bible and prayer are the two core pillars of connecting with God individually. Now, we're going to yeah. talk communal later, mm-hmm. but individually, those two are kind of it. Yeah, and and you look at it, what we said the last episode, God wants to have a relationship with us. So what he's done is he's given us the way to have that relationship. And if you look at any relationship you have with somebody, if you really want to get close to somebody, it takes constant attention. You have to spend time together. You have to talk. You have to communicate. Like as men, if we want to have a good relationship with our wives, 
It doesn't happen only seeing her once a week. Yeah. You know, coming home on a Saturday saying hi and then going back out. Mm -hmm. That's not going to be a good relationship. It yeah. takes attention. It takes time yeah. on both sides. If, if a wife wants a good relationship with her husband, there's time involved. Mm -hmm. And that's how relationships happen. Mm -hmm. And that's what God wants. He wants us. So we give him that constant time and attention through the Bible, through prayer, that we can pull in and get closer to him. And that's the way he designed it. There is some work involved, but it's because there's communication between both of us and we get closer that way. Yeah. I remember hearing a, a quote by an author who wrote the book, Work Plus Love. Mm -hmm. And he said something very interesting. He said, love is consistent attention. Yeah. He said, the opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is ignoring. Yeah. When you ignore somebody, that is one of the quickest ways to sever a relationship. That's true. So when you think of it through that lens, the Bible and prayer are methods of us being able to give God mm -hmm. consistent attention. Yeah. And today we're going to focus on one of the two, the first mm -hmm. one we mentioned, the Bible, yeah, the scriptures. Mm -hmm. Now, people think, well, people have a lot of assumptions about what the Bible is. True. So let's go ahead and dive into what the Bible actually is. Hopefully we can clear some things up for these people Yeah. because, man, it took me a long time to learn these principles mm -hmm. and I'd love for someone else to be able to get the shortcut. Yeah. Not a life hack. Yeah, but just, just a shortcut like, to knowledge. Yeah, it's just it's just reality. The Bible is not just a book; it's it's a collection of books. There's actually sixty six books that make up the Bible, and and they all have one common thread. It's the story of God and humanity. There's all different aspects to it. It was written over fifteen hundred years. Forty different authors. Uh, some of them were shepherds. Some of them were soldiers, prophets, poets, merchants, scholars, fishermen. There was all kinds of people, and it was written in, in three different areas, Asia, Africa, Europe, and then uh, three languages. It was uh, Aramaic, Hebrew, and Greek. That? And Greek, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so uh, all these things were brought together. So when you look at how the Bible was made, how it came about, you see that only God could be the author mm -hmm. because he oversaw the people who were writing it. And they had them write different literature styles in different ways. And it's all about God showing himself to us, showing, well, showing us for who we really are. You know, it's like that mirror. God puts honest. up the ultimate mirror very honest. and says, okay, y'all aren't that bright sometimes. Yeah. And we're not. Yeah. You know, you can look in the Bible, you can find, you know, murder, you can find incest, you can find adultery, because that's human condition. Mm -hmm. It's what we all are, and you see it all in there. And so what we have to understand, though, is that the Bible is God's story of himself and us together. Mm -hmm. uh, it's one of the greatest books of history. It's got more manuscript evidence than any other book of antiquity. And so when people say, well, what was written is not what we have today. Most of those people don't know what they're talking about. It's true. It, it literally is. And if there's any variations, they're minor and they have nothing to do with the main message of the book. So, and we're not going to get into how the books came together and all that, but it's just an incredible book. And it's one that you can look at and say, okay, this is what God wants me to know about him. And the more I know this, the more I'm going to know God. Yeah, I, and I think I want people to really take this away. The Bible is not a book. Mm -hmm. It's like a library. It is a collection. Yeah. And when we say 66 books, that's a very loose term. Yeah. Because to be honest, like 
the New Testament, a ton of it is letters. Yeah, they are. But it's not modern letters. It's no. ancient letters, yeah. which are different. And mm-hmm. we, we can nerd out about that all day, but we're not going to. Yeah. There's uh, prophetic books, which yep. is also different yeah. than what you probably think it is. There is history, which mm-hmm. is also different. Yeah. Than modern history. history. Yep. <laughs> so there, it does take a little bit of work to learn how to read the Bible on its own terms. Yeah. But oh my goodness, is it worth it? Yeah. I can say personally, from having a consistent scripture reading habit, studying, it just gets better and better. It does. It's awesome. And we'll, we'll talk about that in a moment. But let's go ahead and hit what the Bible is not. Because yeah. people yeah. walk into the Bible with yeah. a lot of weird expectations that were set up by movies or other people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the things you got to understand about the Bible is it's it's God's message to us, but it's not like a self-help book. Yes. It's not the ultimate life hack. You know, it's God's message to us about himself mainly, and then how he relates to us and Mm -hmm. what he did for us. Mm -hmm. So it's not a book where you go in and say, hey, um, I'm having a bad day, and I want to make sure I don't beat anyone up today. Mm-hmm. So let me go find one scripture that's going to help me do that. Mm-hmm. There's scriptures in there about things like that, but that's not what it's about. The Bible isn't written for you to just go get one thing and then go on with your life. Right. You know, it's kind of like that saying, you know, God helps those who help themselves. Well, that's not really biblical. Yeah. You know, it's it's not a thing where you have to do the work. And you just kind of bring God along. Mm. You know, it was written for us to kind of understand the whole because it helps us begin to understand who God is. Yeah. Looking at the Bible through a self-help lens turns it into religion very quick Mm -hmm. and not relationship. Yeah. Uh, Ultimately, the 66 books are a story. Yeah. I mean, Genesis 1, 1, in the beginning. Yep. That's how you start a story. Yeah. And at the very end of the book of Revelation, the final book of the Bible, it says, and they reigned with him forever and ever. Yeah. That's the end of a story. Mm-hmm. So there's one master story going through this whole library of books that yeah. shows what God is like, mm-hmm. what we are like, yeah. and ultimately what God did to bridge that gap. Yeah. So it's not a self-help book. It's Mm -hmm. not something that you're going to use to optimize your life. Although it will improve your life, it is way more than that. And it's not Google. Something where you just search. It's not Twitter. You don't go get your tweetable quote for the day, post it on Facebook so you look spiritual as you have a picture of you with your coffee, (laughs) and then move on. Taking 30 minutes to design a picture. Yeah. Hold on. Does this oak table have the right finish on it? I know. I know. It's got to look cool. Oh, that's good. So you can't just... The Bible's not just a, hey, Bible, how do I fix my marriage? Yeah. And then you go look up what the Bible has to say about marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do that from time to time, but it's way more than that. Yeah. So we want you to begin to have a view of the Bible that's a little bit more accurate because yeah. it's more than that. It is. And if you look at it, God being the creator, sustainer of the universe wants to tell of himself to us. Mm-hmm. How does an infinite God explain himself to people? And he does it through stories. Mm-hmm. He does it through ways for us to communicate. When Jesus was on earth, he actually told a lot of stories because mm-hmm. he knows that's what people remember. That's what we can do. And that's why the Bible has different stories and styles. You've got poetry. You've got history. You've got people just kind of getting angry. You know, um, that's one of my favorite things about the book of Psalms is you see these characters who in one Psalm, they're all happy. Everything's great. And the next Psalm, they're like, why have you forgotten me, God? 
Yep. But that's real life. That is. Because you have those days you feel great and days you don't feel good. Mm -hmm. And the Bible wants you to understand that that's normal. And what we want to do is look at the Bible as a whole. Yes. It's very dangerous to look at one little part Mm -hmm. and say, okay, I understand everything of the Bible. The Bible is meant to be understood as a whole. Mm -hmm. Because there are sometimes parts you're like, why does it say this here? Mm Mm-hmm. And then you read other parts that help explain that part. That's why you let the Bible kind of explain itself. Because then you could read a story. Like one of my favorite stories is, you know, Elijah. Uh, he's, a, he's a prophet in the Bible. And some guys were making fun of him because he was bald. So he calls down bears and the bears maul them. Mm-hmm. As a bald guy, I love that story. <laughs> when I became bald, it became my favorite story in the Bible. <laughs> But you don't want to build your whole life on that. No. You know, bald guys unite around that, the club of the bear, you yeah. know, or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we should make something. But That's you kind know, of a cool it, idea. I know. Like it kind of is a cool idea. It's a t-shirt. We're going to have merch uh, for that. Club of the bear. The club of the bear. Um but it, it's just, you can't read one little story. But what you're doing is that's helping you see a little bit more about Elijah, about his personality, about the whole story. And, and so you don't want to take just one little thing from the Bible and build your whole life. You want to build your whole life around the whole Bible. Yes. And I, and I think this is kind of a intuitive way to view things because think about the best relationship that you have. Mm-hmm. Like maybe your best friend. Like yeah. I, I have a friend who I've been friends with since kindergarten, mm-hmm. right? And so we've had about 20 years of friendship and there's a lot of ups and downs. What if when I told you about my friend, I only mentioned one down story? Yeah. You're going to think, man, that guy's a jerk. Yeah. But I didn't mention the 237,000 good stories. Yeah. What I did is I focused on one point so much, it discolored everything else. Yeah. And we got to be careful we don't do that with the Bible. Mm-hmm. You look at one story where God seems very harsh. Yeah. And you're like, God's just harsh. He hates mm-hmm. people. But then you forget Psalm 103, where it says, God does not punish us as our sins deserve. Yeah. Right? So you can't just look at one story. Yeah. It's like the news today. Sometimes you hear a news story and you get riled up and angry and, oh, that person should pay. And then the next day, the Mm -hmm. other side of the story comes out and you're like, oh, Oh. (laughs) oh, okay, I get that now. You know, and and we have to be careful that we don't do that with the Bible. You know, you hear one little story or read one thing you don't understand and you just kind of want to chunk it all Mm -hmm. or say, well, God doesn't really mean that. No, you just have to understand it with the whole. Now, he speaks truth to us and sometimes that truth hurts And you may not like what he says, but you understand it in the whole, and it helps you understand more of God's nature and his character and why he's saying that. And that's the important thing. Yeah, because life is complex. Mm -hmm. People are complex. God is literally God. He's complex. Yeah, he is. And so being able to see the full story is important. The final thing we wanted to say that the Bible is not is it's not some secret code. Yeah. People say that they figured out a secret, like Da Vinci Code. Yeah. I mean... That movie was a little weird, and it's very out of left field. But there's a lot of movies like that. And if you watch a movie and you're like, man, the Bible must just be weird, it's because they started looking at the Bible as some secret like, oh, this is going to predict the end of time on the exact day, even though Jesus specifically said nobody knows the day or the hour. I know. But people get into that. They do. It's like, oh, in in this book I read, it had the number eight, Mm -hmm. and this other book has the number eight. You know what that means. And you're like, I, I don't know what you mean. But people read into that because we kind of like, we're, we're the, we want to know the secrets. We want to know what's behind the scenes. And we think, oh, it can't just be obvious. 
God has to have some kind of secret code. And he doesn't. He just doesn't. Yeah, and we do want to differentiate. No, he doesn't have some secret code like a cult. Yeah. But the Bible does have many layers of meaning to where like there's a lot of depth. And we'll talk about that in a second. But no, don't read some random weirdo who's like, oh, I figured out the numerology of this random thing. Yeah. You got to be able to have a more nuanced view. Yeah. Yeah. So let's look at the layers. Mm-hmm. Why it's we call this section why we have to dig. Yeah. Uh this is an interesting thing that separates the Bible from modern literature. Mm-hmm. The Bible is meant to be read and reread over a lifetime. It is. Because every time you do, new layers of meaning will open up. Yep. For those of you who are currently avid scripture readers, you will know this to be true. You can mm-hmm. read the same passage. Yeah. 300 times. Yeah. And that 301st time, there's going to be something new that opens mm-hmm. up because yeah. things connect. The Bible is very hyperlinked to itself. Yeah. And so, I mean, being able to continually read it and reread it, that's how it's designed. Yeah. You're not supposed to get one reading through and be like, all right. Yeah. I got it. We're good now. Yeah. It's not made to be, it's not made to work that way. Yeah. And you think about it, God is an infinite God. Mm-hmm. And so what he did is he gave us a book that we can read infinitely and learn more about him. We'll never understand everything about him. And there are sometimes you'll find something in the Bible and say, I don't understand that. I don't know what it means. Or I don't like that. Yeah. (laughs) Or yeah, yeah, that one hurts. You know, it's kind of speaking to me in a negative way. But it's all in there. Mm -hmm. And and it's, it's the way where God made it to where... You don't get tired of it. Like a little kid can understand a lot of the Bible. Oh, yeah. Like the story of David and Goliath. You know, it's a, it's a great story. It's an incredible story. But as you get older, the context of it changes for you. You begin to understand a little bit more about David, about his family situation. Oh, there was some family drama here. You know, oh, there was some political drama here. And you begin to see a lot more aspects of it. And that's the way God designed it. So you can read the same story that you've been reading since childhood and get a whole lot more out of it as Mm -hmm. you get older, as you get wiser, as you learn more things. And that's the way God designed it because it helps us understand him better. And it shows that he really does understand more than we think he does. He understands everything and he has it in there for us. I like how you said it helps us understand him better. Mm -hmm. Because one thing, if you're going to read the Bible, you have to understand the point of the Bible is to build our relationship with God. Yeah, We are getting to know this um, incredible being, the the creator, the sustainer of the universe, the savior, the one who's empowering everything in this moment. He made this as a path for us to know him better. Yeah, And so we got to remember the Bible is not just a tool for us to use. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. It points to him. Yeah. You think about in movies sometimes, they don't help us. You know, like a great movie of the past, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. You know, they're, they're carrying the Ark of the Covenant, and they do that ceremony where they open it, and he's like, close your eyes. And the, the, the angel-looking creatures came out, and then they turned into demons, killed everybody, and went back. And that's how a lot of people kind of see that, oh, the Bible has all this weird stuff. There's all these powers and all these other things. No, the Bible is God's story of himself to us. He's not making it to be overcomplicated. Now, is there a spiritual world? Are there angels? Are there demons? Yes, he explains all that. But what we have to understand is 
God is so much bigger than even our imagination of him. Mm. No matter what you can imagine, he's bigger. Mm-hmm. And that's what the Bible's to show us, mm-hmm. the, the scope of who he is. Because the key of the Bible is to know God. Yes. And that's you, – you wrote this, and I thought this was so insightful. You said knowing the Bible without knowing the author mm-hmm. is not good. Yeah. Here's, here's the fact, guys. Reading the Bible is not just about an intellectual thing. Yeah. It's not just a transfer of knowledge. It's not just so that you can get smarter. There's a lot of people that know a lot of the scriptures yeah. but are completely missing yeah. God. Yeah. And Jesus talked about this in the book of John. He was talking to the Pharisees who were the biggest oh, yeah. Bible experts of the day. They were. They literally had the Bible memorized. Mm-hmm. They can't have it memorized. They do. The whole yeah. thing was memorized word for word. Yep. And Jesus said, you guys pour over the scriptures because you think they're going to give you eternal life. And yet you refuse to come to me mm-hmm. and have life. Yeah. That was an exact moment of somebody who knew the Bible only up here in their yeah. head yeah. and didn't have it transfer to a relationship. We don't want to make the same mistake. Yeah, and we see that with men who maybe go to church and maybe you know act a certain way, mm-hmm. but they don't necessarily have the relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And that's the point of the scriptures is to help you have that relationship. So if you're not digging into the scriptures, it's really hard to have a relationship with God. You just won't. You know, and you say, well, I get close to God when I walk in nature. And that's cool. You can do that. But that's not how you really get to know him as much as you understand him more when you understand his word. Mm. You can understand his word and go take walks in nature and have both. But without the word, you're going to kind of get twisted in what you think. Or if you just ignore the God of the Bible and just understand, oh, well, I understand the, the Greek and the Hebrew well, then you're missing it too. So you yep. miss it on both ways. Yeah, kind of, you guys, think of it like a painting. Mm-hmm. So the Bible is a lot like the drawing of a painting. It, mm. It's like the boundaries. It's yeah. it's the lines. The Bible's very clear. I mean, it's written on a page. You can go yeah. to it anytime. It yeah. is solid. And you can think of your prayer life, speaking to God, listening to God, almost like the colors of the painting yeah, that's that good. bring a fresh vibrancy. Mm-hmm. If you have just the painting, if you have just the prayer, without the lines or the yeah. scripture, yeah. it's going to be very nebulous. And yeah. you can kind of reform Christianity to be whatever you want it to be, mm-hmm. whatever's most convenient for you in the moment, yeah. which is not how it works. Yeah. And the opposite's true. You can have just the lines, but it's going to be missing the vibrancy of the whole point of why the lines were there. Yeah. The Bible was there to point you to God. If you have both, that's when a masterpiece happens. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we want to understand that the Bible gives us a way to concretely work on our relationship with God to say, how do I know that God is even real? Well, the more you understand what the Bible says about him, the more you know why he's real, what he did. And and what we want to do is get you to get digging into it. And I hear people say all the time, they say things like, what if I don't understand something? Well, here's the point. You're not going to understand everything. I don't understand everything. Yeah, I don't understand everything. Um, I've been reading the Bible really since I was 19. Uh, That's when I came to know the Lord. And there's things I still read, and I'm like, I just don't get that. I understand a lot more than I used to. And so what I tell people all the time is just start with the stuff you do understand. Start with the stuff that's maybe a little easier to read. You know, a lot of times people, I'm going to read through the Bible, and they start in Genesis, and they do okay. They start in Exodus. But then, you know, they get into Leviticus, 
and they get into numbers maybe, or they most of the time don't make it to numbers. And they're just like, I can't understand that. Well, you don't have to right away. Start maybe in the New Testament with the stories of Jesus, understanding it. And Jesus gets that. Mm -hmm. You know, he told us in Matthew 22, he said, um, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. And he said, all the law and the prophets are summed up in those two statements. Yep. What that means is if you just do those two things, you're kind of fulfilling everything that's in the Old Testament, mm -hmm. in that Hebrew Bible he, he had that day. So, so we want to understand that God wants you to just start with what you do understand. Yeah. Just start with what you can do. Don't worry about you know people who get really, really into the book of Revelation. And, and it, it's a great book. It has a purpose, but it's a certain type of literature. It should be read a certain way. You don't have to let it freak you out. I would rather you read and try to be the person that Jesus says you should be first before you try to understand Revelation. Because mm -hmm. when you do that, that's when you become the person he wants you to be. And then you'll grow, and then you'll begin to understand more and more. That's true. So walking away from this, let's talk about some of the challenges we want to give people. Yeah. One, start digging into the Bible yourself. Yeah. You can start at the shallow end. Mm -hmm. Let's... Anything is better than nothing. That's right. You know, yeah. Um, just start engaging it. And the thing is, there's not a specific way that you have to do it. Some people are like, "Oh, paper Bible is the only way to do it." Yeah, it's not. That yeah. may be the way they prefer. Yeah, but it doesn't necessarily have to be the way you prefer. Mm -hmm. You can. There's there's a lot of apps. There's the U version app. Yep. There's the Bible Project app. There's yeah. the Bible Engagement Project app, mm -hmm. which is different. Um, and but all of them are designed to help you engage Scripture. Try them all yeah. because the point is the Bible is there to get you to God. Yeah. So you don't have to only do it one specific way. Well, and some people are more uh, visual learners. Some people are auditory learners. True. There's the audio Bible. Yeah. Um, I love – I have audio Bible, different kinds, and I love listening to it. It just kind of opens it up to me. I also have a paper Bible. I, I've gone through where I'll read on my, my Kindle app or my phone, especially if I'm traveling. Um, those kind of things, because because Bibles can be pretty big, especially mm -hmm. a study Bible, and they're not the easiest to carry. But just dig in. You mm -hmm. just want to start. The key is just to start. It's kind of like what we've talked about when we talked about the physical stuff, the emotional stuff, the mental. Mm -hmm. It's just start the journey. Mm -hmm. That when we talk about the journey, it just starts with that first step. Yep. And the same thing with God. If you want a relationship with God, don't try to figure it all out. Just start reading the Bible. Start trying to understand the Bible. Mm -hmm. um, if you go to a church, the church should be able to help you with that. They'll Which probably is have great. resources. Yeah, and, and you should. Um, and they'll have resources, maybe small groups, classes you can go to. They're going to help you understand the Bible better, or there's going to be people at the church who can help you do that. 100%. You should definitely do it in community. It was originally written to be read in community, yeah. not just by yourself. Yeah. But, I mean, it's a tremendous privilege that we have access to it 24-7. Oh, yeah. We also have access to a ton of free resources. Mm -hmm. The Bible Project is a fantastic resource yep. that's completely free, all the way yeah. up to college-level courses, down yeah. to as simple things as YouTube videos. Yeah. And it's free. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there, and we want to encourage you, just jump in. Um, yeah. Even like you mentioned your study Bible, mm -hmm. there's the fire Bible, there's yeah. the life application study yep. Bible. If so you just good. look up study Bible, oh, yeah. there's going to be a ton of options. And what those are is it has the the passage up top 
And then it's got little notes explaining yeah. it on the bottom. They're great. Oh, it it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, so that's a really good resource. And man, just be journey oriented with this as well. Mm-hmm. Your relationship with God will be constantly evolving, constantly getting deeper, just like when you approach scripture. But it will make you not only a better Christian, but a better man, a better father, yeah. a better person. Because when you come into God's will for yeah. your life and you connect with him, he gets you to fire on all cylinders like you could not do on your own. Yeah. And a lot of people say, well, how do I know God's talking to me? One of the most concrete ways to know that I'm listening to God is to read his Bible. The Bible is there for God to speak to us. Mm-hmm. So when you read, God is speaking to you. Yeah. So even before you go into read, you can just say, okay, God, speak to me today. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times he'll do that. He'll guide you. He'll direct you. He'll help you as you spend that regular time with him in the word. Yeah. The the word for the first five books of the Bible in Hebrew is called Torah which means measuring stick. Mm -hmm. Uh, So basically the Bible is an amazing measure. It's a good way to measure if something's true or not, to measure if something is of God or not, to measure if what you feel like God is speaking to you is actually true or if it's just a weird lunch you had yesterday. You know, a lot of this can go back to scripture and community. Mm -hmm. So dive into the word of God. It is worth it. And we will continue to go over other things that can help you be spiritually successful in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Thriving Man Podcast. If you want to check out more resources from David and Reese, you can go to thrivingman.com. We'll see you in the next episode.